You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. For those who love uniforms, it's National Jersey Day. And to celebrate, you got a co-host from Joyzy. How about that? Not that Jersey. Not, 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 when not, you, not that Jersey. When you tell people where you're from, you say Jersey. Chicago or Washington. Chicago. I say New York. See, Chicago. I say New York. Even though I live. I know the same. you do say New York. That's why I'm surprised that I'm now from. I hear Jersey. Joyzy. You know. New York. Joyzy. <laughs> Welcome to PTI. Tony couldn't make it down to his basement today, so I'm happily joined by our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. The Bronx cheer, speaking of New York. Here we go. <laughs> Let's start, Frank, with the Steelers topping the Titans last night. Kenny Pickett threw a touchdown pass with four minutes left to give Pittsburgh the lead, and Will Levis threw an end zone pick in the final seconds to end it. The Steelers are five and three now, but have been outgained in every game. So, Frank, are you convinced the Steelers are any good? I'm convinced they're good. I think they can get a lot better. You mentioned being outgained. They've been outgained by 790 yards thus far, and they've been outscored by 30 points. That is not the recipe for success. Why do they have a winning record? They've had four games this year. They're trailing going into the fourth quarter. They've won those games. That's more than anybody else in the NFL. But if you could run the ball like they did last night, and if they, they always yep. have a good defense, they stop Derrick Henry. And then the quarterback, the quarterback has been poor in the first quarter. He played well last night, mostly by handing the ball off. If they can score the way they did in the first quarter, that kind of sets them up. But Kenny Pickett, say what you want about him, he has seven game-winning drives. He's only played 21 games in the NFL. So this team is going to get better. And I knew on the short week, Mike Tomlin against a rookie quarterback, that wasn't going to happen. For Tennessee. I thought, he, I thought they'd be in good yeah. position last night, and they were. Frank, this is a great example why people need to become less obsessed with statistical measure and pay more attention to how a team does what it does in certain parts of the game that impact the game. So you mentioned Kenny yeah. Pickett, who had a you know, good drive last night early in the game, but he has started slowly in most games and gotten better late in the games. That's right. And the Steelers rushed, as you mentioned, for 167 yards last night, a team averaging 90 yards rushing per game, even when you throw in that 167. So it, there's no one thing. They seem to figure out what it is week by week that they need to do. Oh, they need to play defense every week. And you know what? I mean, that's not popular. People don't want to hear that. They want right. quarterbacks who throw for a bunch of numbers and, and, and satisfy their fantasy uh, leanings. Sorry. And so I think I like the Steelers because of this. They, they win the games, and they're not going to be pretty, and they're not going to do it in any way that's going to make a lot of highlights on these shows, but they win the games. I'll, I'll tell you what. If I'm Tennessee, though, I, I'm going to be a little optimistic with the team that I have in that quarterback. First of all, rookie quarterbacks against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Levis looks good. They've only won five out of yeah, 30 games. No. So Mike Tomlin's teams win those games. But if you're Tennessee, you're pretty optimistic with Will Levis. He, he looks pretty good. Yep. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, let's let's turn to the NBA. And Victor Wenbenyama delivered the game we've been waiting for, and it didn't take long. Ooh. The Spurs rookie scored 38 points, including 10 in the last four-plus minutes as San Antonio topped Phoenix for the second time in three days. Michael, did this feel like a breakthrough game to you? I don't know about breakthrough. Um, he rubbed the Suns' faces in it. That's yeah. what he did, right? I mean, you figure the second time out, the Suns ought to be embarrassed about blowing a 20-point lead at yeah. home. They get him again at home, and they couldn't do anything with him. 38. I mean, he laid it on them, Frank. And I, I, look, I'm not going to be in the projection business or the prediction business about Victor Wimbanyama. I just like watching him. I just want to see it. This is part of the, what I talked about earlier, the obsession in the culture with statistical analysis. I don't need that. Watch the damn games, people. Watch Victor Wimbanyama play. Watch defensively how he alters the game. Watch offensively right. at the end of a game when he goes out there against a team that has aspirations, legitimate ones, of winning the whole championship this year, gets the ball, demands it, makes shots, is not afraid to take them, and then makes them. He was great in the clutch. He was great the whole game. The Suns have some stuff they better figure out, and they better yeah. wake up. Because all these games are important because in the West, you can't advance this postseason finishing sixth. And the Suns are just like, they're talking, but I don't see them actually playing. Beal still hasn't played yet. Um, I don't know about the Suns, but I know about Wimbanyama. Wow, what a great game for him. I think... Adam Silver walked into his office today with a big smile on his face. He's got the in-season tournament going to happen. And then you have the number one overall pick, Victor Wenbenyama, who looks like he's a sensation, had the game that he had last night. And it's not just the 38 points. You mentioned what he does down the stretch. In the final four minutes, he outscores Phoenix 10-5. to And by the way, no timeouts for the Spurs. Greg Popovich used all his timeouts as Phoenix was coming back from 27 points down. So you're just saying, listen, young fella, go out there, try to win the game. How good is he around the basket? His court awareness, no matter where oh he catches goodness. the ball, and that first move is right to yeah. the rim. He hits threes. He's good on the defensive end. I looked it up. LeBron, who was brilliant as a rookie, LeBron, it was his 44th game on February 1st in, in Washington. You were probably at the game. That's when he scored 38 points. So Victor Wenbenyama in the second week of his first NBA season, I think playing professionally over in Europe helped him a little bit. Because it's more of a man's league over there as opposed to college basketball where you're playing every day, you're practicing all the time. This guy came into the league, and Mike, the way he looked in summer league, I was a little worried. I'm not worried after the first 10 days of the NBA season. No, you can't, you can't be unless again. You know, look, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to chronicle it every night, Frank. Just, just yep. watch. I'm not sitting there with a notebook. I don't, I, the, the 38 points did jump out. And it's particularly because they were late. Phoenix tied that game after being down 27. They That's tied right. it at 116. And, you know, they were going to – it was just sort of arrogantly going about it. Like, okay, we, we're awake now. We're going to play. This season ain't going to work that way. And I don't know how good the Spurs can be now. I really don't think they can be that good this season. But when this kid plays like that, maybe they can. The NBA is something new starting tonight, Frank. All seven games on the schedule will qualify for the group play stage of the league's new in-season tournament. 
Each team will have four group play games. Eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds with the finals scheduled for December 9 in Vegas. I hear the games are sold out already. Frank, I'm somewhere between skeptical and full-blown cynical about what seems like merely a marketing ploy. But I have intel that you are excited about this new wrinkle in the NBA season. What say you? I'm supposed to be the cynical, miserable New Yorker. I like the idea. First of all, the games, Michael, they're regular season games. That's what they count for. So it's just an added twist. I want to hear why you don't like it. Then I can kill your argument. What don't you like about it? Oh, I got plenty of reasons. Give me a couple. It's already supposed to count for something. I'll give you one. It's already supposed to count, Frank. It's a game on the schedule. These aren't separate games. It's a game on the schedule you're paying good money to see. Players are being paid to play these games. And now you're telling me I'm going to assign something else. Speaking of our obsession with analytical junk. So I'm going to assign something phony to it. Let the marketing people run my league. The marketing people are going to say to you, you know, go watch this game. We're going to assign it an extra value so we can then give people orange slices and trophies at the end of it. If it's supposed Mike, to matter, Frank, let it matter. It, I don't need it, a stupid it, trophy and orange slices. Mike, that's because you have a basketball court in your house with an NBA logo on it. You love the league. They're trying to attract the fan during the football season that during the week on non-traditional football days, you're going to play basketball games. You're a big international guy. You fly all over the world. You're usually seated in uh, seat 1A. You know how it works in soccer. And these things are about winning trophies. You know if your buddy... If your buddy Michael Stealing Jordan was playing soccer. today, he'd be sitting in the locker room saying, yeah. we're going to win the inaugural NBA Cup. And you know what we're going to do? Then we're going to finish with the best record in the league, and then we're going to win the championship. And what's going to happen? One year, there's going to be a team that wins all three, and that'll be something for everyone to shoot for. Mike, it's not extra games. It'll, so you're you know putting what? a little bit more emphasis Frank, at the start the of the season is, on regular season games. Yeah, but okay, but then make the season 70 games and put the cup games separately so you can identify them. Frank, by the way, it's interesting you bring up two things. The logo is not an NBA logo. It says MRW. <laughs> Matthew, not Michael, by the way. <laughs> secondly, well played. Secondly, the real Michael that matters here, Jordan, Jordan was saying that anyway. He didn't need trophy and orange slices. He went in there and said, get the ice pack off your knee because you're playing tonight and you're playing tonight and you're playing. He didn't need a phony cup. He didn't need a theft from soccer. This is good to satisfy all the under 40 soccer heads. And Frank, let me say this. I got one in my house that lives there who has his own logo on his court. And Frank, I know it's going to work. I didn't say it wasn't smart. It is smart. It's a straight lift so it can get a whole generation of kids who might go, ah, I don't know, I'm watching Champions Cup, Champions League. They're going to pull some of those kids away. It'll work. It's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. It may be genius. I'm cynical. I'm like, stop it. Don't try to tell me it means something additional because it doesn't. Well, it's only the first year, but I love it. Number one, I, I appreciate you think that I'm under 40 soccer head. And number two, Mike, everyone looks at the regular season. It's the opening games, and then it's Christmas. Adam Silver and the league are trying to yeah. fill in the blanks and make these games matter in November and December. Yeah. I, think, Marketing, I think it's a great idea. Let's convince, You're the cynical one. Let's convince all you dopes that these games are special. <laughs> no, it's a Wednesday <laughs> night in dope. Milwaukee. That's what it is. <laughs> 
Let's take a break uh, from this because I'm not changing my mind. Coming up, James Harden, oh, my God, <laughs> says, I'm not a system player. I'm a system. What's the word for that? Uh, he called me an under 40 dope. And what are the chances that Georgia falls to Missouri <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> what I love it. I love the idea. Soccer ought to be saying, look at the NBA. The NBA can't come up with anything original. It's stealing our stuff. in the Interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Crown Royal, part of Happy Hour. Time to fill in some blanks with fill in Frank. What's first? When James Harden said, I'm not a system player, I'm a system, he sounded blank. Blank. He sounded clueless, Frank, which is what he is. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a shame that James Harden's awareness never matched his talent, his prodigious talents. Because now he's just clueless. He says he's a system. Well, here's, here's the deal. He says, I was put on a leash. Doc Rivers in Philly put me on a leash. A leash. He had the ball in his hands more than any player in the league last year except Luka Doncic. Yep. So he's got the ball more than every other player in the league but says he's on a leash. It just, it's just evidence of how clueless he is. Not only now he's not a system, because in the games in which they needed him most in that playoff he was not a system. He was a quitter. And that's a that's, shame. And that's why, for me, the word is broken. He's a broken system. Where were you in the final five minutes against Philadelphia in game six? And then where were you in game seven against the Boston Celtics? He didn't, he, he didn't deliver yeah. at all. But you mentioned what he said about being on a leash. In some ways, he's throwing Doc Rivers under the bus. I also think that's a little passive-aggressive between him and Joel Embiid. Because Joel Embiid is saying... He had the ball all the time. He had the ball all the time. And then James Harden is saying, well, I was on a leash. I think James Harden didn't like the fact that Joel Embiid was the focal point of the offense. So now you're going to go to a team where if it gets to the fourth quarter and everybody's healthy, Kawhi, I want Kawhi Leonard with the ball in my hands. 
So how is James Harden going to play without the ball? I'll tell you what, for him, and he played well in Brooklyn, and he had a bad hamstring, and he played in the playoffs, but the way that he went out in Philadelphia, I'm not, I'm not co-signing that. Terrible. He's clueless, Frank. He's not even aware that Kawhi has a ring, and he doesn't. That's right. Two rings for Kawhi. What's next? Right. There's a blank possibility that number two Georgia could lose to number 12 Missouri tomorrow. Frank, I'm going to be fairly brief here. It's a non-existent <laughs> possibility. I realize the trouble Georgia had last year with Missouri. It's not last year, even though Georgia was a better team last year. This game is not in Mizzou, okay? It's not in what? Columbia, Missouri. This game is between the hedges and the dogs who are probably a little bit riled that they're behind Ohio State in the college football rankings. They're not going to take kindly to this. I expect to see Georgia play its first full kickoff to buzzer whistle great game tomorrow. It's non-existent that Missouri is going to go between the hedges and score some upset victory against the dogs tomorrow. Not going to happen. I don't know how you could say it's non-existent. Of course I have a chance, and that chance would be minuscule because, because it is Georgia. Let me give you a little history lesson. 2013, Missouri goes down to Athens, and they beat them. Georgia was a top-10 team. Now, I know it's not this Georgia team, granted. But Brady Cook, the quarterback of Missouri, third in the nation in completion percentage. Georgia does not have a great pass rush. And last year... In Columbia, Missouri, Columbia has, I mean, Missouri has a good journalism school, just like uh, your Northwestern there. They do. Uh, Missouri Not was up like. 10. Georgia came back and won that game. So Georgia knows that Missouri could be a tough opponent. One more thing, another history lesson. Not it would be Missouri's biggest upset Frank. since 76 when they beat USC in L.A. with two guys that you know, Ricky Bell and good. Charles White on that team. Yeah. That's how big it would be. Charles White. By the way, by the way, Frank, I'm, I'll, I'll put down the dogs for six sacks tomorrow. Let's just, you know, All right. write that down. They're only averaging two That's a game. That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come, do the Dolphins and the Chiefs have the edge when they meet Sunday morning in Germany? And does Raiders interim head coach Antonio Pierce have a good shot of beating the team he once played for on Sunday? Played for a couple of teams. He played for one in New York. He played for one in Washington. Got to know Antonio Pierce a little bit in D.C. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Time to get happy, people. Happy early 71st birthday to Bill Walton. His actual birthday is Sunday, but let's get a head start so Bill can celebrate all weekend. Walton may be best known today as a tremendous college basketball analyst at this very network, but that turn came after an NBA career in which he won titles with the Blazers and Celtics. Before that, Walton had a stellar college career at UCLA with two titles and three National Player of the Year awards. UCLA dominated the then Pac-8 under John Wooden. We often lament the disintegration of the conference when it comes to football now, but it has a richer history in basketball. Where in the world would PTI be without Michael Wilbon? That's what Bill Walton would say. First of all, I advise everyone to watch that documentary on ESPN on Bill Walton. It's phenomenal. But how about the year he won MVP? He only played 58 games. He would not be eligible this year under the new rules. Think about that. I think they were 50 and 8. Yeah, he and Steve Snapper Jones, they were so awesome to listen to. I love Bill Walton. Happy anniversary, Arizona Diamondbacks, on this, around this day, 22 years ago. Luis Gonzalez singled home the winning run off Mariano Rivera in the bottom of the ninth of Game 7 to win an emotional World Series over the Yankees, a series played in the aftermath of 9-11. The win prevented the Yankees from winning their fourth straight title. The Diamondbacks finally returned to the Fall Classic this year, of course, losing to the Rangers in five. But prior to Game 3, Gonzalez caught the ceremonial first pitch that was thrown by his teammate on that championship team, Randy Johnson. That was an amazing playoff run by the Yankees, and that Game 7 is one of the greatest Game 7s you're ever going to watch. If you remember, Alfonso Soriano hits a home run in the 8th off of Curt Schilling. Mariano comes on in the 8th, the greatest closer of all time, strikes out the side, then in the ninth, everything falls apart. It really was that, that errant throw to second base. First day of spring training, pitchers and catchers, they tell you to get one out. Mariano Rivera, in that moment, made a huge mistake, cost the Yankees big time. One of the incredible and emotional sports competitions in in memory. Happy trails to the 10th straight game to start the season for the San Jose Sharks. 10 is a nasty number for the Sharks today. They've gotten 10 losses on the season after losing 10 to 1 at home to the Canucks last night. And they've only managed 10 goals across the 10 games. Sharks coach David Quinn called last night's performance in the team's overall record embarrassing. And forward Nico Sturm added, quote, the one good thing is that this is as low as it's going to get, close quote. Mm. And if they had three days off be- between their last game and the game last night, their goal differential is a minus 35. Maybe Connor Bedard has a younger brother they can draft first overall because that's where they're headed. Not good. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, we're running out of show. Let's get to the big finish. Dolphins, Chiefs in Germany Sunday morning. Which way are you leaning? Now, this is an interesting one. The Dolphins have been there all week. The Chiefs just got to Frankfurt and are practicing now. I just don't see the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes losing two games in a row. I'm not buying it. The Browns will start to Sean Watson at quarterback, and the Cardinals are still deciding between Kyler Murray and Clayton Toon. Your thoughts? Murray hadn't played in, like, a nearly a year, and don't get me tuned. The game's in Cleveland. And Deshaun Watson and Cleveland ought to win this game. Giants at Raiders Sunday. Do you like new Vegas coach Antonio Pierce? to beat his old team. 
Who's, who's starting a quarterback for the Giants? I think Antonio Pierce. He's walking into a good situation this weekend. The Pelicans rested Zion Williamson wow. in a win over the Pistons. Are you okay by that? Okay, it was a back-to-back. He's averaging 22, and the team is 4-1. and one. Frank, I think if you're the Pelicans, again, 4-1, and one, you know you're not going to get him but more than what? What's the over-under? 50 games for Zion, they'd be happy. Last one, the 0-5 Grizzlies at the 2-3 and three Blazers tonight. Will Memphis finally win? I think they will. Maybe John Morant right now is top five MVP. They can't win without the guy, so maybe when he gets back, they'll do something. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.